towards the far post. Riften, Anton. Barisha, Diamante. Durante with a free header. And the honour of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart, Barisha. It's Connor Payne on the left. Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string. And... Oh, Diamante! <laughs> Welcome back to All Out West. And this week we have a really fun one on. It's probably the biggest one we've ever done. Kelsey, who we got? You mean this is bigger than the coach, John Aloisi? Yep. Uh, w League special with Alex Sinclair and Amanda Stella? 100%. But that, let me preface that. That was my personal favourite because I'm so G'd up for our women's team. Carry on. The new signings into Paul Stanley and Ben Caruccio. It's huge. Good. And even bigger than our player of the season last year, Ryan, the man, the myth, the legend, Scott. Yes. Who could it be? I, it is. We're going up the tree here to Western United CEO, Chris Palavanis. Are you G'd up? I am. I mean, ahead of the big season three, let's do this. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. How's it going? Good, guys. How are you? And thanks again for having me. I love doing this with you guys. And guess what? We're on there even another season. Um, and I know you guys are excited, but I'm equally as excited of, you know, season three for Western United and what an exciting season we're on the verge of. Definitely. Now, here's a big one, mate. And last season you are on, we asked a big food question. I'd like to start off with a little bit of something casual here. Now, where are you at on sweet or savoury food? Are you like a bit of into the cannoli camp or more like like a biscuit? Where are you at with these kind of things? What's going on? Uh, you guys always give me the good questions. Huh? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say sweet. I should say sweet, but I'm trying to avoid all of it. But let's go sweet. Let's go sweet. My boy will be happy if I say sweet. So let, let me go there. He loves, he loves He loves the sweet stuff, so I might stick with that. Nice. Nice. So we'll get into a bit more serious now. So since we last spoke, Western United's first, which was in Western United's first season, there have been a number of changes around the club. But as, as a loose Dons fan myself, how is training at the hangar going? Well, it was an interesting one. So at the end of last season, that opportunity, we, we started having a look at obviously expanding the club. And, and well, one of our key things was to make sure that we're ready for that expansion because it's easy to go, oh, we'll do a W League team, we'll get more NPL teams, we'll, we'll expand it. But if we don't have the facility infrastructure, then um, it will make it difficult to do that. So what we did was we embarked on a on a bit of a working group to have a look at what facilities are available and obviously my relationship with with the Dons and my experience there for eight or nine years with them um, gave me an opportunity to speak to them and, you know, threw it out there about, you know, how about us training at, you know, probably the best facility in the state? And I have to say they have been welcoming, but in the due course, obviously, we changed coach and I waited for John to obviously get appointed and make sure that the coach bought into it and um, it's been amazing. Like, the players love it. It's an outstanding facility. We've been welcomed with open arms and, yeah, it's a rival code, but it's an elite facility and you've got elite athletes working together, sharing knowledge. Um, for a young club in its third year, you couldn't have wished for something better. So I know some fans might not be Essendon fans and all like that. You know, it's not about with a JFL team. It's about your club has an elite facility and your athletes have an opportunity to be at their best. And that's what we've been able to achieve till we get our own facility. Um, but the hang has been amazing. The bombers have been amazing. And, um, you know, it's going to be an amazing relationship for as long as it lasts. And you know what? Let's hope 
a lot of the Bombers fans become Western United fans. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, the more AFL fans from other clubs, it'd be Western Bulldogs, North Melbourne, any team in the West that want, you know, AFL fans that want to support Western United as their A-League team, we'll take them on board because we're going to go on a special journey and we want them part of it. Would there be a special one-off, like, commemorative green sash jersey just to commemorate the partnership or...? You never know. You never know what we can do. We can have a bit of fun, but you know what? We've got to make sure we're here for everyone. But, um, yeah, I, I think, look, we haven't even thought about things like that, but the reality is the things we are working on is making sure the athletes and, and the football staff at the moment have a great facility. The second part of the relationship is obviously the admin department will work moving together at the hangar, which means it's the first time we're going to have all the staff in one building, which is great for culture and great for efficiencies. And then we also then have a facility. You know, we've kept our relationship with the George Cross at Caroline Vista for our women's um, A-League women's team to be based out of there as well, our NMPL team to be based out of there, and future growth there with um, Caroline Springs George Cross because, again, they've been amazing for us. Um, you know, they're, they're, they've welcomed us with open arms. Their, their fan base and supporters are all behind Western United, and, you know, that's what we need. We need every club in the West, every kid that supports football in the West to support Western United. If we can convert everyone that loves football or loves sport in the West to be a Western United fan, that's what's got to be our ambitions. We've got to own every club in the West and we've got to, you know, that relationship and that, um, you know, that pathway for them to become a supporter of our great club. Yeah. Uh, I like that there's a bit of a cross-code support there across like both clubs. I think that's good. It does help to close that bri- and extend the bridge between, you know, AFL fans and football fans sort of coming together and starting to get interest in the other one as well. Yeah, I agree. I think all of us have grown up, you know, if you grew up in this state, you do have an AFL team. Most of us do. But it doesn't mean we don't like A-League or don't like football. We can like every sport. And reality is, let's convert them. Like, you know, they might, just like AFL at the moment, let's convert them into our great game because... There are a lot of synergies in that. There are a lot of um, great opportunities for us to, um, you know, work with those fans to convert into Western United fans. So we're looking for new, you know, new fans. We're looking for, you know, football fans in the West to, to jump on board our, our great club. And we're doing some amazing things both on and off the field. And it's just a matter of time where, you know, we, we grow our fan base. You know, we're chasing down 10,000 members, yeah? It's an ambitious target. We know that, you know, it's our third year and we're saying to people we want to get to 10,000 members. But the only way we're going to get there is if everyone we know, we convert into Western fans. If any, everyone, if we can spread that message, our starting membership package is $37. It's affordable for everyone. Our seven games and, and greater packages has got Paramount Plus thrown in there. So, you know, it gives you an opportunity to watch our, all of our away games, at, you know, at home on Channel 10 and all Paramount Plus. So the club's really been conscious of making this an affordable membership, an affordable club, because we're in here for the long run. We're in here to make sure that our fans have got something to support for years to come, and we're just trying to get a lot of people in at the start. Yeah. And how is the optimism going around uh, around the club going into season three? Yeah, good question. I mean, we're always optimistic, you know. We're always we're an ambitious club. I think if you can see from the people we've brought into the club this year, from our head coach John Lewis and Hayden Fox, from some of our star recruits in Alexander Prilovich, Renee Crane, you know, we've kept on Diamante, we've got Leo Lacra, we've got Neil Kenny coming in, Garucha. You know, we've had a few young boys promoted from our academy teams. 
we're ambitious, but if you, you know, we're not a club sitting back and resting on, you know, what we've achieved in year one and two. We want to go further. We want to compete for silverware. So will we get there this year, um, you know, and compete somewhere? Who knows? But our ambition is to play finals football. Let, let it be known that every year of this club's existence, we're not accepting anything other than playing finals football. Anything less is a failure. So we know that. We work hard at it. We put pressure on ourselves, but we put pressure on ourselves because we're ambitious. And our fans need to know that, yeah, we might not get it right every year, but we're not going to leave any stone unturned to play finals football. So, um, you know, John's come in, brought a breath of fresh air to the club, um, brought a, another level of professionalism, another level of, his, you know, he's exactly what when we look down and put down what kind of culture we wanted to create at this club and what kind of person we want to lead our football department. Um, John Aloisi was by far away what we wanted. And you know what? Sometimes you could bring people into an organisation and you don't know what they're going to give you. But uh, I can't guarantee us results. But what I can guarantee is we've created the culture that we want. And John and his team and everyone um, in the football area needs a big credit and everyone in this organisation. Now, um, it's hard for our fans to know that now, but I can assure you We've done everything off the field to be successful this year. And so um, we want that support now. We want everyone behind us. We want everyone to get enthusiastic. We're coming out of COVID and we need everyone's support. And if I can encourage all your listeners and all your mates and all your friends that are supporters of West United to bring up along another friend for round one, um, I think that's important. Let's show our colours. Let's, you know, let's fill half the stadium with Western United fans. That's got to be our target, guys. Um, because I think we'll get close to sellout, you know, in round one. Tickets are very strong. Um, there's a really encouraging signs from the consumers. So we want we want to make sure that, you know, everyone that we know comes along and brings a friend along. And you know what, even if it's their first ever game, what a game to come to. Round one as we take on Melbourne Victory and we try and get another win against Melbourne Victory. Like you said, another win, because it does happen quite a lot, which is a good thing. Um, it is a good thing. And, and you know what, um, you know, it is a good thing and it is a, an important thing for our club, you know. Um, every game's worth three points and we don't, you know, we don't say Melbourne victory is more important to win against anyone else, but, you know, it, we, we, we know that it is a big game for our club, but it's it's also, we, we're also got to be um, you know, smart about it and say it's a long season, yeah, like irrespective of the wins and losses, it's not, it's about building something from the ground up and that's what we've been, that's what we've focused on this year and that's why I know that with the work we're doing, you know, can't tell you how successful we'll be this year, but we're going to be going in the right direction. Yeah. Now, speaking of that support and the membership, the club recently updated their fem- uh, family membership package to make it so kids are free. Um, personally, I think this is a great decision. Um, was this a bit of a no-brainer? Yeah, it's a question. It's a good question. So, no-brainer. For, if you sit from afar, you're saying it's a no-brainer, but. It was for me and it was for the board, but, um, you know, there's always a financial impact and and all that sort of stuff. So I won't say just a no-brainer, but if you look back and say why we did this, we've been in two years of COVID. Our kids are all in the West. You know, our young fans have had it really hard. Everyone's had it hard, but we we always, you know, know, we we know a lot of kids that have done it really tough. and, and we want to give something back. You know, a lot of kids haven't been able to play football. A lot of kids haven't been able to go to school, play sport. You know, it's been tough on the parents. So this is our way to say to the community, you know what, come to our games, go out one night and your kids are for free and come and enjoy football, live football. 
and come and be part of a family that you're going to enjoy. You know what? You might like it. You know what? You might invest in the club later on. You know, those kids might buy some membership, might buy another uh, merchandise, might buy uh, membership later on um, and be fans for life. So our view was let's give something back to the community this year in that initiative and let's try and get as many of those kids to come to our games. Let's make sure they enjoy it. And you know what? We might have some fans for life. That's a great way of looking at it. And you can really tell that's the impetus behind the whole membership structure with the, as you mentioned, the, the Paramount Plus, which what are your thoughts on the Paramount Plus deal? Yeah, I mean, the whole, you know, Paramount Plus, Channel 10, it's been amazing for the game. It's going to be amazing for the game. We've just seen the, you know, the start of that and it, it's a play, you know, they're getting behind football and we haven't had that for the first two years of our existence. Um, you know, Foxtel was a great partner, but it just feels different. It feels like, you know, now we're going to the mainstream. You know, you know, it feels like we're going to another level. And that's why, I mean, you know, I know a lot of our fans have been there from the start, but we're still really at the start. You know, we, we need people to jump on. We need people that are on the fence to go, you know what, I'm going to back this club. I'm going to back this sport. You know, I'm going to go out there and have some fun and really get behind us because, you know, our ownership group, our, our club have put a lot of resources into this club and we want to be successful. We're ambitious, but we need the people behind us now. You know, we need we need to do the work and we need to show people what we're all about and that's going to continue to happen and I'm confident in that space. However, it's good if we all do our little bit and try and get as many people as we can to, you know, support this club. Definitely. But, yeah, in terms, of, uh, in terms of also, I mean, to your question regarding Paramount Plus, and, you know, look, that was, you know, again, this is all about creating connection with our with our fans, you know, because we do play, you know, you know, in various locations. We also um, play interstate a lot. You know, we take even two games to Tassie. Not all our fans can get there. But what we thought is, you know, even if you commit for us for 12 to 13 games and knowing that you might not get to all of them, we're going to throw in Paramount Plus so you can at least get the value of um, watching us from, you know, from your comfort of your home. But, you know, round one, no excuses. Everyone's got to be there. Um, every single member, every single Western United supporter, every single fan that sits on the fence, get there, get close to our active group and let's make as much noise as possible because that's how, you know, that's what our boys need and that's what our club needs. And let's show that, you know what, we're on the up. Yeah, you know, just going on back to the Channel Ten part. I think it's great that we're actually seeing it on the main, like on the Channel Ten news. Like you're actually seeing yeah. big announcements. Like they spoke about Diamante the other day. Like it's just great, like and refreshing to watch actual A League news on the news. Yeah, I mean Diamante was also on the Channel Ten race coverage the other day as well. You know, so so all of these things just give us momentum, give us you know, give us exposure to a broader market. You know, you. Ryan, Andrew, me, we're all going to love football. We're all going to go support West United, but it's trying to get those people that are on the fence or those people that actually don't know what West United is about yet, you know, because we are a new brand. But what's encouraging is if with the support of Channel 10 and being in the mainstream, oh, these guys are a new club. You know, they're in the west of Melbourne. How do we jump on board? They'll come and try. That's that's what we need, you know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's an amazing, you know, it's an amazing partnership with Channel 10 and, Already I can feel, you know, we're internal here, but it's good to hear from you guys too. I can feel that, um, you know, we're on the right path. 
just to just put it in perspective there, I've changed my news behavior now. Like I will, I consciously watch Channel 10 News to see an update from a team that I may not support, but news around the league. So I think that impact will be felt hopefully around Australia for the league. You'd hope so. And we saw what Channel 10 did with the Big Bash, yeah? Like, yeah. So if we can have a similar growth to the Big Bash and to the way they promoted that, I think that can only be good for the game, you know? I mean, tonight we know the Socceroos are on Channel 10. Um, it's going to be exciting, you know? This is... No, we love football, yeah. We love the sport. We love, you know, we love to see West United grow. This can only be positive. So, um, I, you know, we couldn't be more excited how things are going at the moment. Yeah. Now, just wanted to move on to, like, fans returning. That With fans returning to games this year, like, obviously we're going to have some restrictions. Are there any game day events planned coming up for the games? I know it makes it hard with the restrictions, but... Yeah, it's difficult with the restrictions to, to all that. Um, we're trying. We're in constant conversation with the authorities, with DHS, with the stadia, because we want to try and bring, uh, make reasons and for people to come other than the football. But um, that's why we, what we're trying to do is get as many of our fans there to create our own atmosphere, make sure when our boys run onto the pitch, you know, it is an electric atmosphere. You know, we'll, we'll have some pre-game entertainment. We'll have some, you know, and that hopefully will be announced next week. You know, there's there's some good things happening with the APL, the league, about round one. Um, there's, you know, obviously we're going to see a lot of new faces. So, um, yeah, I encourage everyone to buy their tickets early, get there early, and um, it will be exciting. And, you know, what, there'll be some fireworks because we always put fireworks on at Western United. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Now, this is another thing that happened this week, which was a fun short video was released, which had a really fun tone to it in my eyes. Some people didn't like around the league, but I think it was there to ruffle feathers. Was that the kind of idea behind it? And what was the creative process? Of course it was there to ruffle feathers. And of course people weren't going to like it. And I make no excuses for that. And um, you can blame me for that because I've got broad shoulders. But <laughs> we need to antagonise. Guys, we've got to remember, we entered this league, what, 14, 15 years later? I think it's 14. You guys have got a song here. Western Service crew. It's in 14 years. It took us 14 years. My little boy sings it every morning when I wake up. Um, so, yeah, we entered the league 14 years. So if we are the same, if we don't do anything different, how are we going to win over supporters? We need to antagonise it a little bit. You know, we did have a crack at Melbourne victory, and we make no excuses for that. You know why? Because we want to upset them. We want them to come to round one. We want to have a competition. We want to create that rivalry. That's only good for the game. If we do all that and get it right, it means we're going to be more successful and they're going to be more successful. And you know what? That's a good thing for the game. Let's be honest. We want Melbourne victory to come to our game, but we want to beat them, yeah? Let's not, be, you know. But but we want it to be exciting. We want it to be – so the video was um, – yes, so the video, you know, there was a group of us that worked on it for about three to four months. You know, it takes us through a journey. You know, we did a lot of work about what would, you know, what, what would make us proud in 20 years' time. So we, we we started reflecting on what do we want this club to look like? Now, if we sat here in 20 years' time and, and even from a fan perspective, you know, maybe the next evolution is we get the fans in and say, you know, in 20 years' time, what are we going to look back and say at the start, we achieved this? And so we touched on a lot of things, you know, in that video. You'll see there were some subtle things. We went to Ballarat. We went to you know, AFL pitches. We spoke about, you know, Geelong. We spoke about, um, you know, the victory training out of Caroline Springs, you know. If you look at subtly around, we have a little bit of a dig at Melbourne victory as well in some of the behaviours there. 
Um, you know, and at the end of the day, I mean, I still watch it. I've seen it about 30 times. And when I see the eyes of that young girl in the video and the goosebumps I get, you know, now who was there from the beginning? We were. You know, and this is it. This club is ours and we need to be there from we were there from the beginning. And let's encourage everyone to be there from the beginning because I don't know what it's going to look like in 20 years, but what can I assure you? The ride's going to be excellent. So um, I still have goosebumps watching that video and it's um, it's quite special and I hope our fans liked it and it is different and there's not a lot of football in it. There's not a highlight thrill because we do all that stuff. Every club does that stuff. But this is about, you know what, in 20 years' time, when we look back, what are we going to be proud of? So that's going to change over time, yeah, but it's really on our forefront. You know, what do we want to do? You know, what do we want to achieve at this club? And um, I hope you guys liked it. I hope our fans liked it. And um, at the end of the day, the future is now and let's make it Let's make it special. We can write the next chapter. And this is what I'm encouraging everyone in my staff, our players. You know, what chapter are we going to write this year, guys? It's up to us. It's ready. We're on the doorstep. We're our first ever FFA Cup game this Saturday. You know, whatever chapter we're going to write starts this week. Sorry, did you just speak? You've got echo. Oh, sorry about that. That should be fixed, yeah? Yeah, Sorry. Sorry. So I like it with Derek to be different. And the thing that probably uh, gets us the most criticism is the difference in that we're trying to build our own stadium. And it's probably the thing that's been with the most criticism, scepticism, whatever we want to call it. I, I would provide any update on it. Um, I can and I will. And the update is that we're on track um, to to start some uh, exciting works in the coming weeks. Um, I'm not going to steal too much thunder because I want to give it the the requirement. I mean, this event needs um, how do I put this? It needs prestige. It does need the prestige. It does need its airtime, and it does need everyone to get behind it. So we've been in lockdown for how many weeks now? A lot. And it wasn't right for us to start work during lockdown. I know people will say, what are you talking about? Just start. And I, th- I think that's right. We want to all just start. But it's just around the corner. And um, watch this space. And I guarantee you when it happens, you'll hear about it. And I guarantee you um, it's going to be an exciting ride. And, yeah, it is going to take another two years to build because we're building not only a stadium, we're building a suburb. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys are aware what's going to happen in the area, but, you know, we're building – there's a lot of works that are going to happen there, but it's so exciting. And um, I think, you know, the ownership group and the guys working on the property stuff and the stadium stuff and the training facility uh, put a mountain of work, and they work on it every day. And, and, and yeah, it's complicated and there's permits you need and working with different stakeholders, governments, councils. But we're lucky. You know, Wyndham City Council has been behind us from day one and, and our ownership group have – um, being behind us from day one and, and we're lucky because we're embarking on something special and when you do something special there is scepticism there is people out there trying to bring us down but at the end of the day when we're all done this together the true believers that were there from the start who really believed in us it'll be so rewarding for everyone so keep believing guys keep believing everyone and uh, if you can see how enthusiastic I am and how how excited I am about all uh, where our club's going then um I think if everyone has that same passion, we'll, we'll get there. And um, and I'm lucky enough to um, be leading this organisation. Without all our members and all our fans and all the people behind us, we're nothing. 
So um, you guys do an amazing job and keep supporting us. And, yes, there's people that are sceptical and all that. Don't read it because in a couple of weeks, you know, we can have our, we can have our time to shine. And not only that, over the next couple of years, as this thing comes to really to fruition, we'll have our time, you know, because all this will be noise until we get to our time to shine. Yeah, G'd up for that. I can't wait. No, yeah, all of us. I'm telling you, it's our it's our frustration too. But things think good things take time. So, uh, you know, I sit with the chairman and I sit with the ownership group, and we're all a bit impatient. But we've got to also be patient, you know, because um, we want to set the foundations right. Let's not rush things, so then it causes problems later down the track. Because what we're building will be there for the next 30, 40 years for our kids to see. And reality is if we rush it and get things wrong, we'll pay for it later on and we don't want that either. So it's a fine line, but there's some exciting things in in the near future and, um, you know, we're still on track to deliver um, something quite special. There have been a number of big signings in the off-season. Who are you most excited about? Oh, um, that's an interesting question. Look, well, I, I try to stay away from all of that, you know. I heard you say that. I heard you say that on the FNR thing. Yeah. I think you've got to give us the goss. Who's the inside man there? Um, I'm excited by just what we're going to deliver as a whole team. I mean, okay. we're going to have some real presence. You know, Alexander Prilovich is an absolute beast. He's come here with – I'll talk it up. For you guys, I'll talk it up. You know, he's come here with a – you know, he's come here with, a, you know, a great pedigree. He's, he's a big boy and he's someone that, you know, we've got some real presence up top now. Um, you got you, Dylan Windsor Halls, you know, an exciting young Australian striker. You know, if you, you know, it's exciting. You've got Lockie Wales, you've got Connor Payne, you've got Alessandro Diamanti. You know, if, so if you look at our, some of our new signings, and I'll just stay there because I could rattle off all the boys because I think they're all great. But, you know, Leo Lacroix is going to be a you know, significant acquisition in the back line next to Mike to support that. But, and then you've got Nikolai Topol-Stanley, someone that's come with a great experience. You know, in goals, you've got Jamie Young now and and um, Ryan Scott fighting for that number one position, you know. Um, you know, there's a lot of competition. So what we've got now is real competition in there on the ground. Ben Garuccio has come in the left-back position. Um, in the midfield, you know, you've got the acquisitions of Rene Crean and Christian Thea Harris has come and Odissu Bayou from our MPL team and... Um, Reese Bozanowski and Ajak Jew from our NPL teams. You've got Noah Bottich. I've probably missed a couple, you know, but it's it's exciting. And look, um, when you look at it and you say, you know, when you look, let's look at our international recruits and let's just focus there for a minute. You know, you've got Rene Crean who's got, you know, a wealth of experience in the top leagues of the world. You know, you can't play for your national team. I think only times you played 40 or 50 times. You can't do that if you're if you're not an elite player. Now, you've got Alexander Prilovich who, you know, two, three years ago was banging goals in in one of the, you know, in Greece in, in a difficult competition and then went to Saudi Arabia on a, you know, a very lucrative deal for himself. And then, you know, he's come to Western United at the age of 31 and two years ago he was playing in Russia in the World Cup for his Serbia and scored the goal to qualify Serbia into the World Cup. Like, you know, some quality additions there, you know. And then Leo Lacroix, um Gentle giant, he's you know two meters tall, and and you know has had a wealth of experience in Switzerland and France, and so these guys are all going to add pedigree and and acquisitions. And then you've got you know obviously the experience of Neil Kilkenny, you know he's like a coach yeah. on the pitch, 
You know, he's someone that, you know, we desperately needed to guide some of our boys around the park and, and will help, you know, the, the, the other players we had. And I know we'll, we'll say, you know, all the new recruits, but we've probably got another new recruit, our vice captain, Josh Risden. Didn't play much last year. And in the first year one was one of our, you know, probably one of our better players in the World Cup in Russia. He was probably the Socceroos in the top three in the Socceroos players. So um, I'm quietly confident that, um, you know, we're going to have the team to go deep this year. 100% agree. I I can't even fathom what the, what the starting 11 is going to look like because it's just nah, not stacked. I don't guess stacked. that either. That's not my thing. That's <laughs> definitely not my job. That's the coach's job. And, and we've got John Aloisi and um, I think we're in a safe pair of hands and someone that... Um, you know, we'll add a lot to our club. And I still remember one of my favourite times of in football ever is, you know, John's goal, which qualified us to that World Cup. So, um, but he's just a very humble person and a very respectful person and a person that he's here for the right reasons and trying to take out, you know, build the next chapter of our club. That's great. He, he was actually kind enough to speak to us about a month ago and, the thing that really impressed me was his communication. He just communicates so effectively, so clear, you know, exactly where he's going. And also the um, backing he has for his players and the passion he has for his players. How is the vibe going around the club with him now there? It's, it's, it's actually couldn't be better. Like it, it, look, none of this guarantees you wins, but if you could have wished for something at the start of the season when we brought John in, um, as I said earlier, it's something that we're really excited about and, um, you know, John's a real great addition and not only John, you know, we've got a few other new people faces in the football department, you know, Malin Pibato, our GM, who's been there now for 12 months, has helped significantly in this space. Um, Hayden Fox, who's also come in as another assistant, um, has been very significant and, you know, they're great teachers. You know, and I always say this, it's so important for them, not only to be, you know, you said great communicators, great teachers and help our, our players understand the game style they want to play, help them, give them the appropriate feedback, give them um, knowledge so they can get better. Because, you know, we're not all, you know, as much as we want to win every game, probably won't happen, yeah? Like, let's be honest. But what, what can happen is we can always strive to get better. And, and if we have that mentality that we always want to be strive to get better, um, I think that will, you know, hold us in good instead for a successful year. Support for All Out West is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You have heard right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code AWAW21 at manscaped.com. Now, imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed and optimised trimmer that makes shaving your, t- your favourite time in the bathroom. Look, I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0 and I am blown away by the performance. Craftsmanship and details on the 4.0 are next level. I'm going to unveil a story here. And, Kelsey, you're familiar with this. This is when we lived together a while ago, before I was married, and I was getting ready for a date. And as you do, you get you, you get yourself prepared. And I was using an alternative brand. And luckily, it didn't have any issues when I was taking care of the bits downstairs. But when shaving my chest, I managed to cut my nipple open and it bled profusely. To which, did I walk out to you and your your 
your wife at that fiance time? Fiance at the time. It was my fiance at the time, and oh, I believe you walked up saying, "Hey guys, can I show you something a little personal? My nips bleeding." Yes, good times. Body hair trimming is not an issue with Manscaped. Is all I'm saying. See, Manscaped have engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. I now feel confident shaving with the boys. I really do. Yeah. Now, the upgraded trimmer includes a multifunction on and off that can engage a travel lock. It also gives you the ability to turn on a 400K LED spotlight on when you need it for more precise shave. Check this bad boy out. It's got a light on there, so if you have any lighting issues, how good. Really handy. And it also allows you to customise your trim by giving you additional guards from lengths one to four. So you can either get that real close one, or you can still leave a little bit there. That's your jam. Did I mention the wireless, wireless charging? This is great. So you just pop it in there after use. And... The new wireless system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help make battery last longer. How good is that? Really handy. And now, man, if you've been shaving with the uh, same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it wrong. Like, that that's just a no-no. No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. Gross. That's just not a fan. But it's time to get your own ball hair and body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time, the best time, and enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boys. And that's really good for just taking a bit of time for yourself post-lockdown, just yeah, getting yourself a bit more confident, going back into the wild. And grooming makes you feel better about yourself too. Yeah, so it's really good for a bit of self-care. Yeah. Now, once again, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code AWAW21 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. At one stage, it seemed the club had an agreement to play some home games at Lakeside Stadium, but will now play those games at Amy Park. Is the club happy with this solution? Yeah, look, I mean, ultimately we'd like to have one venue to play all our games. And um, the solution for Lakeside was because it was becoming very problematic to fixture a lot of our games at Amy Park. And um, ultimately, um, you know, we went through a bit of a um, uh, discussions with all the stadium venues in Victoria and the government, and we looked at various different options. And look, I thought it looked like a good opportunity for us to cement and until our stadium is built. But um, there were some issues there with the existing tenants and, and stuff that we were not privy to. Um, and unfortunately, um, it, although it could have happened, became a little bit difficult. So we thought the best option for us with limited time for preparation for this upcoming season, we thought, you know, going to Amy Park, which is the best facility for football in the state. Let's not yeah. be, let's not kid around. And it is central. I know people from the West say, is it hard to get there? But to be honest, it's not that far. You know, we shouldn't, it's not, it shouldn't be an impediment for us to get to. Um, but, you know, ultimately it will be some great atmosphere there as well. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to play some games in obviously Amy Park. We've got, six or so games there. We've got two in Ballarat, two in Tassie, two in Geelong at this stage. But, you know, we've got a cup game as well that we have to schedule around in the West as well. You know, we've got one in Geelong this week. And um, it's important that, um, you know, it doesn't matter where we play, we've got to support our club. And at the moment, 
it's important to build our brand. And look, we'd love to have more at one venue and try and build it up like that. But ultimately, we've got to work towards, you know, we have the longer term vision, which is to have our own stadium and, and have our own home base. And that will come, but we've just got to be patient until that period and support our club and grow and let's be ambitious. So when we do get to that stadium, we're packing it every week. Yeah. Um, do you think this decision will have any impact on the attendances going into the season? I hope not. I hope that our fans grow and get stronger because ultimately, um, you know, that decision won't change anything. We were going to play six at Amy or six at Lakeside. It didn't really make a massive difference. The, the reality is it shouldn't impact what we were going to get anyway. Um, you know, our fans need to be a little bit resilient with us because we do play in various locations. But that's exciting too because we get to go see different parts of of the um, stay and we go to go and help the local economies like in Ballarat, like in Geelong and, you know, even Tassie is an exciting journey, you know, like let's, let's think about, you know, Tassie, you know, a lot of the AFL clubs do it well and why can't we be that club that really embraces the community of Tassie and we're their team and the colours are very similar to the colours of Tassie and, you know, why can't we have that synergy with Tasmania and, you know, have a pathway for all their young kids to focus to play to our club, you know, because, uh, until the, you know they make an A League license here at some point, but up until then, why can't we be their club of choice? So, and even if they do get a license in a few years, well, why don't we have the most significant rivalry against them? So, at the end of the day, we've got to look at the long term game, and the long term game is we need to create rivalries between us and other clubs. And if there is a team in Tassie at some point, we want to be that rival with that club there. So, but they've embraced us really well, the community of Tasmania, and. No, even last year with a limited time, we got nearly a thousand members out of Tassie. So um, we we need to make sure we continue to support Tassie and and grow our market base there as well. Because ultimately, um, you know, it's not you know if you've asked all our fans, do you really like going to Tassie? Some will probably say no, but it's out of you know it's out of an opportunity to build something special there. But also, there's a lack of football infrastructure in the Western Melbourne. So. That's probably the biggest problem, and that's why we're building what we're building. I think it's great, and especially adding like that experience to the traveling aspect of it, because it's been great for local economies such as Ballarat. It's I've I've made a day out of a day out of it with my family. I know a lot yep. of the guys spent a week in Tassie, and that would have really helped the local pubs there. Uh, <laughs> and I, that's what that's what saddened me about the situation with um, Lakeside was it could have been a really good experience for a lot of local vendors and stuff to really get some money post-COVID. Yeah, and that was our thing. And we wanted to do something different as well because, I mean, there's two other clubs playing there at Amy and we thought, you know, why don't we play at Lakeside? You know, there's no other A-League men's team playing out of there or women's team playing out of there. You know, it could have been out something that would differentiate ourselves and because there is a lack of infrastructure. But unfortunately, um, some other people didn't have the same vision and, you know, um, that happened and, and we understand it and we're respectful of, every other club, but ultimately I think um, the winner of this was not football. So I'll just leave it at that. You know, you know, and that's our mentality at Western United is always to promote football and promote community. Um, not sure we all have share the same uh, interest in that aspect. So anyway, we'll continue on our path and um, maybe one day things will change, maybe they won't. But at Western United, be assured, we're always going to put football and our community first. Understood. Uh, were you looking at any other uh, grounds or stadiums for the potential home games? Or 
difficult because we've looked everywhere. If I, if I tell you all the grounds I've been to, you'd be shocked. Um, difficult to make it happen and, and difficult, but um, you never know. We'll keep working. We'll keep looking. How does the club feel about potential border restrictions and COVID impacts causing the you know fixture nightmare that it has over the last year and a half? I'm bullish and I don't want to be negative and I encourage all our fans to, you know, that's behind us now. I might be wrong, you know, in a week we might have other issues, but let's forget about that. Let's be, let's say there's going to be no restrictions, no, um, no, uh, hopefully no, no distractions and we can focus on what we love, which is football, you know. But we do a lot of work in the background to overcome those issues and um, I think if, if you're a consumer and a fan out there and a member out there, get ready for the season because I think the way it will be hopefully limited distraction. If they are, they'll be smaller and, we'll, and we'll, we'll work ourselves around them. But um, let's get let's get everyone behind us and let's forget the past and let's move forward, in my opinion. Western United's obviously been granted an A-League women's uh, licence ahead of the 2022-23 season. Uh, we recently spoke with Amanda Stella and Alex as well, um, who provided great insight into how the club was going. Um, how, how are you feeling about the position of the club ahead of the next season for the A-League women's team? Oh, I couldn't be more excited. What a journey, you know. You know, We've embarked in a really good partnership with Calder United and um, you know, you guys would have seen a lot of exhibition games as well with our women's team and that partnership is getting stronger. And, you know, we're working with Football Victoria because our aim is to, you know, one day have a women's um, West United team all the way down to, you know, the younger stages of NPL. And we're not too far away with that. You know, even to be fair, called the United is that for us and will always be that for us. You know, we're not looking to have our own. We're looking to work with Call the United and, you know, they're in our colours or, you know, um, all the names and all that sort of stuff. We'll deal with all the political side of it. But ultimately, um, couldn't be more excited with the A-League women's licence and what that's going to mean for us. And, you know, in six six months' time or, or probably more, more like eight months' time, our pre-season will start, we'll get ready. We've already started work. We've got a dedicated working group working on the establishment of our women's licence and what women's team and how we're going to best make sure that that is a successful program and, a, and one that really is entrenched in the community. So all that work started, but um, how good is it now that we can honestly say that our club represents every boy and girl in the western region of Victoria and that means that every boy and girl can aspire to play for our club. So um, we're only two years old and we've already achieved that feat. So that was one of my, uh, the board and my ultimate ambitions was to have that as an uh, achieved and we've ticked it off. So you know what? All the boys and girls have got no excuses now but to strive to play for Western United. I love it. It's such an inspiring thing. I know we're all joy, like excited for it. Now, onto a bit of a random, a bit of different train here. Can you provide some insight into the running of the club like Western United, a bit of day-to-day, a bit of, a bit of info behind that? Yeah, look, it's... Um... It's challenging, yeah, because you're dealing, it's like any other business, you're dealing with obviously, um, you know, you you always got something to pop up and in this environment too with COVID even more, you know. But uh, it's, you know, our main focus is, you know, we, we try and focus in five or six key areas of the business and, you know, football being one of them. You've got your membership consumer area, you've got your commercial partners, you've got your community, um, you've got, you know, your normal, you know, operations um, you know, from a finance, IT perspective, um, what have I missed, the merchandise aspect of it. Um, so the, there are some key significant, um, obviously, areas of the business. 
And, and it's important that, you know, as a CEO that, you know, I was once told that every discussion I have for the day with the staff member will be probably their most important discussion. So you've always got to be ready and you've always got to be prepared, you know, to, um, you know, work with your staff to grow the club. And now we're a new club and it, it is challenging, but everyone at this club is ready for the battle and is ready for the, you know, you know the uphill um, challenge of, you know, making us a successful club in the A-League. So um, we're excited and, you know, and it's going to grow. And with that, you get growing pains. With that, you get making sure you're ready for the growth and you're ready for the challenges that arise with that. But um, we're ready and, um, you know, I enjoy it. And I say to everyone that says, how do you, how do you like working in sport and at Western United? And I always say this, I'm privileged and I'm very lucky uh, and, you know, people that work and are lucky enough to work in an organisation like Western United, um, it is something quite special. And um, we shouldn't take it for granted and we should always respect that whatever we're doing here, we should leave in a better position than when we first got here so then when the people that take over after us can take it to another level. Yeah. That's an amazing perspective. And I think that really ruminates in how the club had, like uh, work with fans and stuff like us podcasts, and, like the availability you guys have, which is just, it's amazing. I, I, I can't believe the interaction we have with the club. It's just, it's amazing. It is. And it's important, guys. You got to remember that we're all in this together. You know, maybe the CEO and, you know, you guys are fans and you're critical to what we're doing. So I think it's critical that we continue to, um, work together to grow the club. And that's why I always put it on everyone at our club. Bring a friend, bring someone along because that's what you can do for us. You know, you can help us grow by spreading that message And because, you know, we can only do a certain amount of work, but the p- most powerful tool is our fans. If our fans, you know, if you look at all our fans that are rusted on now, if everyone just brought one or two more people along and got them hooked on for the next season, and then we did that every year. We'll get to where we want to get to. So we're not asking. It's not miracles not to bring 50, you know, all that sort of stuff. But all we're saying is if everyone that is a loyal Western United fan can bring one or two more people every year, that's how we'll become stronger. Um, and, and it's about bringing them on that journey because when people come, I know and you guys know they're going to have a good time. And I know and you guys all know that they not only will have a good time, they'll enjoy it and they'll bring more people along. And just on a last note, is there anything else you want to pass on to us, the fans, the listeners? Is there anything more you want, like you would like from us to help the club in any way? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I guess my biggest thing is um, remain active, get, support the club, you know, get involved as much as you can, you know, in all the different metrics, you know, albeit social, whatever they are at the ground, but. I really encourage people to come to the grounds, bring people to the grounds. And, you know, I know our actives and our, all our fans do a great job in supporting us, but let's double in size. Let's double our active and let's double our fans, you know. And so when our our fans come out, our players come out and our, our onto the pitch, it's loud and, and, and the Western United support's there for all of our fans, because, all of our players, and because... It's going to grow and it's just a matter of time. But if we can do our little bit to help that, I think that's more important. And look, you know, I just encourage people to get there for round one. I want to see if we can break our all-time record crowd and I want us to make sure that, um, you know, we fill the 13,000 or 12,800 capacity we've got for round one. Let's try and fill it and, and it needs all of us to do our little bit. 
Um, and then, you know what, round two will come along the next Friday and equally that's exciting. That's the first time Daniel Sturridge will ever play in Victoria. You know, all the fans, Liverpool fans, and all of our fans should come out to see, you know, Daniel Sturridge versus, you know, our boys. And, you know, you know we're going to have obviously Prilovic, Diamante and all those boys on the pitch too. We've got our own stars. But you know what, let's take on Daniel Sturridge. You know, why not? <laughs> it's going to be exciting. You know, he's one of the draw cards of the round, but we have our own draw cards, trust me. You know, and so it's going to be exciting for people to come and watch our own draw cards versus Daniel Sturridge. But it is the first time he's going to play in Victoria. So that's that's an exciting draw card. Definitely. Hopefully a lot of neutrals make it. Yeah, that's um, what I mean. You know, you know, we'll, we'll be supporting our boys and the neutrals can support uh, Daniel Sturridge just for one game and then we'll convince him to come back to Western United. Love it. So we'd just like to say thanks for your time today and, yeah. Anytime, guys. And, look, to be honest... Um, thank you for all your support. I know it's been challenging through COVID for everyone and everyone's families, but we need all our fans back and um, get there round one and get there throughout the season because um, we need your support and um, I want to see our club grow in all our metrics this year. And most importantly, I want to see our club in, you know, pushing for those those lofty targets in, in, the, in the ladder. So, you know, let's push for, you know, a, getting into finals, and then after that, who knows what's, what's possible. Thanks, guys. Thanks.